After an early October bye week, BYU is rested and rejuvenated and ready to renew old acquaintances with TCU in Fort Worth. It's hard to win at home in the Big 12. I know it's even harder to win on the road, but we're seeking our first Big 12 road victory. So hopefully we can get that done against a really talented team. While the Cougars are coming off a win and a bye, the Horned Frogs are riding a two-game losing streak. But BYU knows TCU will come out fighting. Regardless of what their record is, they were just in the national championship last year. Same mentality that we have with every other team. Obviously, we understand that they are talented. They have some dogs on their team, as as so we do. We're just going to come at it with the same mindset, you know, trying to stay humble and just keep working hard, and yeah, the rest will play out. It's time for BYU football as the Cougars face the Horn Frogs on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Live play-by-play coverage of BYU football is brought to you by All-Pro Capital Real Estate Investments, by Les Olson IT, your office technology partner, and by Smith's Food and Drug, fresh for everyone. Let's take you inside the All-Pro Capital broadcast booth at Amon G. Carter Stadium in Fort Worth, Texas, and join Hans Olson along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. The Cougars take the field here in Fort Worth. White helmets, chrome blue face mask, white jerseys, royal blue pants. The flag bearers for BYU. The alumni flags taken out by Romney Funga, Quinn Gooch, and Jake Oldroyd. See Jake back in the building. The Texas State flag brought out by Dion Smith. Siale Esera was a flag bearer. And the Sione Vecoso remembrance flag taken by Enoch Nawahine. And the Big 12 flag was borne by Peter Falanico. Those are the flag bearers for today. BYU was mentioned in white and royal. Those white jerseys, royal blue pants. TCU will be in purple pants, black jerseys with silver numbers, and purple helmets. Today's referee is Henry Johns. And Henry Johns is bringing the captains to midfield. We'll next year, his voice over our referee mic, and we'll get this coin toss and we get ready for BYU and TCU football here in Fort Worth. Again, the referee today is Henry Johns, as captains are now shaking hands at midfield. Keaton Slovis, Tyler Batty, AJ Bonk Pachon, and Connor Pay, the BYU captains. Tails and all it is heads. The toss. TCU has won the toss in the third, in the second half. Which way are we going? Okay, BYU will receive. All right, guys, shake hands. It's about ready to go. All right. With the wind blowing out of the north, BYU will defend the end zone in the south to our right. So the kickoff will go left to right to get this un- one underway. That's a pretty stiff wind. Uh, hands we got up this morning, left the hotel, and we immediately felt the, the cool breeze. It's a pleasant day. It's high 60s, but it's not It's not Texas hot. This is, this is just a, a good October football day. I can't even tell people how beautiful this is because you do have a little bit of moisture in the air, and it's just nice and cool. you got the big Texas flag at the top of the stadium that's blowing sideways, but you look at the flag at the top of the uprights, and they're just a little bit of a wiggle. So I don't think it's terrible wind down on the field. I also want to mention, purple was the big speaking point for TCU. They wanted to keep it purple here in the stadium. They've done a good job of forcing BYU fans out of one single group. Against Kansas, you saw the two full rows of BYU fans. Here in this stadium, 
You've got spattering of blue that almost goes around the whole thing. I see spots of royal blue all around. So the BYU fans have come in force, Greg. Hobbs Nyberg and Keelan Marion back to return the kickoff. So Parker Kingston, since getting hurt a couple weeks ago, has returned the play but has not returned as a kickoff returner. And for TCU, kicking off will be Griffin Kell. And they're not afraid to give Griffin Kell a look on long field goals. How about this? They've already tried six field goals outside of 50 yards this season. In six games, they've tried six outside of 50 so far. He's two for six. His career long is 57. He's got a leg, and he'll use that leg to get this game underway from the kickoff spot. Ball placed at the 35. It'll be TCU kicking off from our left to our right and north to south here at the stadium. Kell makes his run up. Boots ball. Back spinner will be waved off, and it'll be a touchback out to the 25 for BYU. Time for the Cougars' offensive starting lineup, presented by Zions Bank for 150 years. Zions Bank has been serving the communities where you live, work, and play. For financial experience you can count on for the next 150 years, Zions Bank is for you. New offensive line combination. Suamataia, Maile, Hay, Lapuaho, and Kaim. Left to right, three wide receivers left. The trio of Roberts, Hill, and Lassiter. Tight end is Ray Paolo to the right. Slopes the quarterback, L.J. Martin, the running back, and that is your starting offense for BYU. First and ten, the hand clap and the handoff to L.J. Martin. L.J. Martin runs directly into contact, but not until he has himself a pretty nice gain, five yards on first down. Well, you don't change that middle unless you're going to use that middle, and that's what they did, and Greg and I have talked about it. Paul Miley, Connor Payton, Waylon Apoel right there in the middle, and they're just going to get a nice push and go for six, five, six yards off their first uh, possession. Stay 11 personnel, one in, one out. Ray Paolo leaves, and Isaac Rex checks in at tight end. Shotgun for Slovis. And again, a handoff middle to Martin. This time, not much of a push, no gain on the play. And that was on second down and four. It was a six-yard gain on first down, and no gain. In fact, a loss of one there, setting up a third down and five. Shad Banks Jr. made the tackle for TCU. Well, Iowa State had multiple big runs on this TCU defense. They had a run of 55. They had a couple of runs of 30. They ended up with 220 yards. BYU, I think, took a page from that and said, well, let's see if we can come run against them. BYU just one for five on third and five this year. They've got a third and five now. And they've got trips left, single, wide to the right. Slovis looking left, looking middle. Releases underneath. It's picked off. Intercepted by TCU. 20-15-10. Pick six. Touchdown. Miller Bradford on the INT and he houses it in the first two minutes of the game. It's tough because this pressure comes late on Keaton Slovis. It's a four-man rush. They butt up. There's a green dog blitz from your middle linebacker. He comes late, provides the pressure. Keaton tries to release it to the short dig route and you've got that defender just sitting there waiting for it. It's a really good pick and seven points for TCU. Third defensive touchdown that BYU's allowed from an opponent this season. A scoop and score, a pick six at Kansas, and now a pick six to begin the game here in Fort Worth. Uh, that's so brutal because now this offense has to re-gear and come right back out after the kickoff. you got to shake that off. You know, it, it's, there are some teams, and there's some teams without good leadership that can't shake those things off. Keaton has to have a short memory right now. He's got to think of himself like a fish. And he just got to remember, oh, man, I'm a good football player. 
Oh, and we were playing against TCU. You can't think back to what just happened because it'll affect your next drive if you let it. Millard Bradford with his third career interception first of this season. And he puts the TCU Hornfrogs on top. The score 7-0 after the Griffin Kell PAT, which just happened a couple seconds ago. So 7-0 Hornfrogs, and Keaton Slovis has thrown his second pick six of the season. 13.40 to play in the opening quarter. That was on a third down and five. The first play of the game was a solid six-yard run, then a loss of one on a second down, and then the third and five pick on the throw left, and Miller Bradford takes it in for the touchdown. Griffin Kell will kick it off again for the Hornfrogs. Two things to take note of in that possession, too. Number one, that was on a man situation. So they were running man defense, and they just sat on that dig route. Number two, Keaton Slovis took a pretty good shot from that green dog blitzer that came late, Gregan. He's going to have to shake off that shot as well. Kelt kicks off. A bouncer into the end zone. Marion will let it go. Another touchback. BYU back out to the 25-yard line. First down and 10. You you come out now and you had success on that first down with a nice chunk yard. You've been working on it all bye week. You feel like you can run against this defense. I really do feel like they can run against, I think they can run against this defense. They're keeping really, they're keeping five. They're rolling six into the box. Let's see if they come back and try to run it again. In the Sunny Dykes era, TCU 11-2 when they score first. BYU has a losing record in the Satake era when conceding the first points of the game. Slovis, a belt high snap. Will look right and throw behind the intended receiver, Parker Kingston, high and behind. And that was nearly, at least I won't say nearly a pick, but certainly DB had a good look at it, defending Kingston on that far sideline. That was Josh Newton, TCU's fine cornerback. So 7 nothing Horn Frogs, 90, not even 90 seconds yet into this one here in Fort Worth. That could have been a pick, too. I mean, if that's just a, a foot lower, that's probably in TCU's hands before BYU hands. So Keaton needs to calm down his heart rate a little bit. Slovis gun. He's got L.J. Martin to his left hip. Option to the left. Martin collects it, and then his ankle tackled on a run to the left side. Out to the 26-yard line. Gain of a yard will be third down and nine coming up for BYU. That pick six was on a third down and five. BYU now one for six on third and five this year. How about third and nine? Well, BYU is one for five on third and nine as well. And now it's a third and nine for the Cougs at their own 20s. Make it eight. Third and eight from the BYU 27-yard line. The spot placed at the eight. And BYU three of seven on the third and eights so far this year. Keaton Slovis in the gun. L.J. Martin off his left hip. He's got a single wide left and trips to the right. Keaton waves Rex off the right tackle. And now throws to Rex in the left flat. He's upended. Almost no gain on the play. And BYU punts it away on fourth down. That was a third down and eight. Newton, the tackle of Rex. And so BYU goes pick six and punt on the first two possessions. No first down yet in the game for BYU. And we'll see the Cougar defense for the first time after Ryan Rico gets his leg into one. Rico averaging 49 yards kick on 27 punts. Back to return for TCU will be J.P. Richardson. That's a wobbler. It's a miss hit by Rico. Gets a decent enough roll, however. It'll be down to the TCU 32-yard line. We'll stay right here with it for the time being. 12.06 remaining. 
in quarter number one. TCU seven and BYU no score. So, Greg, what's interesting here, I was talking about this TCU defense. It's a 3-3 stack. I know some don't call it a stack. I call it a 3-3-5 or a 3-3 stack. And they've got hybrid safeties. And you've already heard the name called Mark Perry, Josh Newton. But Mark Perry, more importantly, these safeties are good on outside contains. So BYU might need to work more inside because they're so good on sweep contain. First and 10 for TCU at their own 32-yard line. Josh Hoover making his first collegiate start. Has Imani Bailey off his right hip. A play fake. Pressure. And incomplete on the throw left. Starting lineup for BYU defensively brought to you by Zions Bank for 150 years. Zions Bank has been serving the communities where you live, work, and play for financial experience you can count on for the next 150 years. Zions Bank is for you. In the nickel, Robinson, Peckard, and Bamba with... Slade and Malik Moore at safety. Gets the defensive line after this second down and 10. Run to Bailey. Bailey runs it right and gets out to the 36-yard line. It'll be a gain of four. Third down and six. Other defenders for BYU as TCU goes tempo. We'll get the third and six snap for the Horn Frogs. And on the down and in, Hoover complete for the first down. So TCU moves the chains. Jackson Cravens, Tyler Batty, Atunaisa Mahe, defensive lineman as we complete that starting group. Taggart, Tuli, and Vongpachan, the linebackers. Got a flag on the field. Eligible receiver downfield. Number 19 of the offense. He was covered by an outside receiver. Five-yard penalty. Still third down. That was the penalty that got BYU in the first four games of the year. A covered-up receiver ineligible, and it'll bring it back. So the chain mover is taken off the board. They had a twin set to the far side, to the field side, and for one reason or the other, they just had the same issue that BYU's had in the, in the first few games. So Hoover goes to shotgun. Bailey off his left. Trips left and single wide right. On this third down and 11 now, back at the TCU 31, ball near hash. And the high out is, is it complete or incomplete? They call it a complete catch. Savion Williams, one-on-one coverage on the far sideline. It goes high to haul it in, and a gain of 14 on third down and 11, and TCU goes right back to the line of scrimmage with tempo. The handoff, Bailey middle. Bailey gets a couple or three out to the 47-yard line. TCU's in the top five nationally in plays per minute and plays per game. They are fast. Uh, Maury Bamba was on coverage of Savion Williams. So Maury Bamba, a name that we haven't called a lot. He was pretty close on coverage. Getting his first start. Hoover flushed out to the right on the run. He throws in an empty spot and high over the intended receiver's head. That was looking for Dylan Wright. Incomplete. Second down and 10. Dylan Wright was open. He, he found a little bit of a soft spot just behind the defense, and that's just a heavy overthrow by this young freshman. Third down and seven from the TCU 47. These series go quickly for the Horn Frogs. That three-yard gain, the incomplete, and now trips left for a third down and seven with 10.38 to go in the opening quarter. They now go empty. Two receivers to the right and trips left. Hoover shotgun, a vacant backfield. A three-step straight-back drop, and he throws into a soft spot, and it's complete to the BYU 40-yard line for a first down to Jalen Robinson. And TCU's now 2-for-2 on third downs. BYU 0-for-2, and the Horn Frogs going tempo. BYU nearly ran a player on. Late. Hoover. 
on the seam, complete to Richardson, bounces off a defender, 10-5, and touchdown. I think two coops hit a crack at J.P. Richardson. He bounces off of them and scores, and TCU's up 13-0 with the PAT pending. This game not yet five minutes old. There is enough film on J.P. Richardson to know, Greg, that he's a sec- second effort type of receiver. Once he gets the ball, you've got to make sure that you sure tackle him. And Eddie Heckard is right there. Eddie's got to make sure that he's get, he gets some cloth on J.P. because he is a tough, tough running wide receiver. They love him. He's their favorite target. He's their leading receiver right now for TCU. BYU runs a player off late for the PAT from Kell. It is up and good. 14-0 Horn Frogs with 10.09 to play in the opening quarter. And this feels like a lot to the start of the Arkansas game, and things turned out pretty well that day for BYU. Malik Moore, instead of wrapping up, just ran a shoulder into J.P. Richardson and thought he would fall down, and he didn't. We're taking a timeout. 10.09 to go in the opening quarter. Horn Frogs, 14. BYU nothing on the new skin. BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, with 10.09 to play in quarter number one, TCU 14, BYU no score. A few weeks ago at Arkansas, with 11.21 to go in the opening quarter, it was 14-0 Razorbacks over BYU. Coops came back and won that game. What's different about this start than that one, Hans? Well, First and foremost, that was an offensive drive. That wasn't just one big run play play that broke for a touchdown. So when you see a drive like that, that's a really nice drive that TC just put together. Seven plays, 68 yards, 157 off the clock. That shakes my guts just a little bit. And then they had the pressure that forced the interception, the pick six. So TCU shows signs that they're a better team than that Arkansas team was out of the gates. But still, it's the same line of thought. You don't just let 14-0 sink you. you got to quickly think, man, that's a pick six and a drive. We come back, we score, we get this within a possession, and we're back in this thing. Marion and Hobbs, Snyberg back to return the kick from Griffin Kell. How about that tempo offense, too? TCU just clicks. You're not going to hear me. Do a lot of offensive breakdown for TCU because they're back at the ball so fast. Yeah, BYU's had the ball already a minute longer than TCU, and the Horn Frogs are up 14 nothing. <laughs> but they don't they don't need to win time of possession to, to play winning football. In fact, it's not too often they do win possession time. But when they do, just for the record, I don't think that uh, Sonny Dykes has lost a game yet when uh, when they win the possession time battle. But that's not a big deal for this team at all. In fact, both BYU and TCU are ranked worse than a hundredth in possession time. They've only won it one time in six games this year, have the Horn Frogs. Slovis in the pistol with L.J. Martin. Strength is left, the wide side left. Hand off L.J. L.J. runs through a tackle. L.J. has got a first down run out to the 35-yard line. Nice run by L.J. First man tried to take him down, not so good. And L.J. takes it upfield for 11. Jamel Johnson finally the tackle. It's a first and 10 out to the 35. Give him 10 on the run. Our depth perception's a little off because we're in a high corner and so it's sometimes tough to tell exactly how many yards a play has gained until the ball's placed down at the end of the run. It's a gain of 10 to the 35. You want to be middle of the field for radio play-by-play, somewhere between the 40s or 35s. We're in an end zone corner here in Fort Worth. Keaton Slovis rumbles out to his right. Pressure comes in on Keaton as he throws it away. 
So nothing there for BYU in the throwaway, creating a second down and 10. Case Roberts was in the neighborhood, but that was a throwaway into the team area. So TC is just going to bring three. I'm not sure why Keaton vacated the pocket. He, he didn't need to leave that pocket. He probably shouldn't have left that pocket. I don't know if he's trying to run to get closer to a receiver to throw him, but that's a three-man rush. That O-line had it all sealed up. He had plenty of time. Pistol. The turn and give to L.J. Martin. Bounces off of a tackle in the backfield and ultimately goes down back at the 35-yard line. Line of scrimmage. No gain on the play, so a third down and 10. So BYU's faced a third and five, a third and eight, now a third and 10. BYU's 0 for 2 on third downs today. That, on third and 10 this season, BYU 2 for 7. See what the Cougs dial up here. Ball near hash. They come right to left. They motion Rex from left to right. That creates trips to the right. Now Keaton will stop, pause, look to the sideline, get the play call, and go under center for a quick audible. And back up into the gun. Received the shotgun snap. Takes it belt high. A sprint out to the right. He is going down. Takes the sack. Does Keaton Slovis back at the 24-yard line. Loss of 11. Jamoy Hodge now with two and a half sacks on the year. And BYU will punt it away on fourth and long. So this just is outside pressure. This is a loop. It's a looping twist. They go empty backfield. And there's nobody. There's no running back. There's no tight end. Nobody there to pick up the inside backer as he kind of loops and twists around that defensive end you got to be able to sure that up and Keaton's got to know that he doesn't have help on that side Brian Rico's first punt was not a good one second one a little deeper Richardson bounces off his chest and runs out of bounds with it at the 22 yard line after he picked it off the turf so Rico's first punt was 40 with the roll this one a better punt and a bobbled return but TCU maintains possession so BYU coming into the day 109th in third down conversion. They're 0 for 3. TCU coming into the day top 40 in third down defense, taking us to a timeout. We've got 7.55. They'll have to go in the opening quarter. We're almost halfway through quarter number one. BYU's had the ball three times. A pick six, a couple of punts, and TCU gets the ball back, leading 14-0 on the new skin. BYU Sports Network. To the All Pro Capital broadcast booth. Alongside Hans Olsen, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. And from the All-Pro Capital broadcast booth, BYU football brought to you by All-Pro Capital. Put your money to work with smart real estate investments. Visit allprocapital.com for more information. All-Pro Capital, a proud sponsor of BYU Athletics. I'm notified via social media that all the missionaries from the Texas-Fort Worth mission are attending the BYU-TCU game today. BYU Associate AD for Corporate Sponsorships, Casey Stauffer, is also a former member of the Texas-Fort Worth Mission. Casey is in the building with us here today. Greg Rubel, Hans Olsen in the booth. Mitchell Jurgens down on the field where the TCU Horned Frogs have shot out to a 14-0 lead. And they've got 14 points on 73 yards of offense. BYU on three drives has eight yards of total offense. Well, I do want to make this point. Uh, BYU's finding time in the pocket. So there's time to throw the ball. So, Greg, we talked about this in the keys to the game. Receivers have to start getting open. They have to start getting open. they got to start creating space because Keaton Slovis is having time. Even on that big sack, he had time. Break the route, get open so he's got a target to throw to. Hoover, play action. Simple little ball dropped. His receiver drops it underneath. And that was going to be Savion Williams for a gain of six or seven, but that is a straight-up drop right in the breadbasket. It'll be second down and ten. 
Moribamba on defense again, and he's just given too much cushion. There's too much room there. I just talked about BYU's receivers needed to create room. TCU is doing that right now to BYU's defense. A simple throw left flat. Richardson makes the catch. Steps through a tackle and has near a first down. Will they move the sticks? I don't know. It's near the 10-yard line to gain. Out to the 31-yard line. Needs a half yard. They'll be third down and a half yard. Harrison Taggart, the tackle of J.P. Richardson. That is and took that last scoring play in for TCU. That 42-yard touchdown pass did go to Richardson. That's his second of the year. It's third and less than a yard from the TCU 32-yard line. They go shotgun with Hoover. Give middle. No. Where'd they go left with that. That was a little counter. Went left to Curtis. A little swing, and it's short. I think TCU may punt this thing away here. That's fourth and a yard. Coming up. Here comes the punt team. Yeah. Great tackle by Crew Wakely. Crew Wakely sitting at the safety spot. He's actually spying on that key right there. And as he tries to leak into the flat, Crew Wakely <laughs> sneaks all the way out of the safety spot, gets to the far right side of that defense, corrals him around the legs, and brings him down short. That's hard to believe. Third down and one. They didn't get it. Little dump off to Curtis left, and Wakely made the tackle. Punting it away is Jordy Sandy, the 30-year-old, 30-year-old Australian. That's a wobbler short. It'll bounce in front of Parker Kingston as a flag flies. Kingston collects at the 24-yard line. First and 10 for BYU. You'll see what the flag says. Jordy Sandy, the punter for TCU, as mentioned, 30 years old. Average of 41.7 kicks on the year coming into the day. Here's the call. From our referee Henry Johns. Going to the kick. Holding. Offense. Return team. Number zero. Ten yards from the end of the kick. First down. BYU. I'll back him up. I've got to imagine Kendall Bryles, the offensive coordinator for TCU, would love to have that third down possession back. You got one of the best running backs in the country sitting behind your your heavy offensive line yep. and you only need half a yard and you try to flip that thing off to a, an outside flats read <laughs> yeah that's one that you just overthink you know Kendall Browse came from Arkansas he was Arkansas's offensive coordinator the last few years and they won them when they beat BYU last year in uh, Provo and had 700 yards of offense absolutely that's this guy I thought the handoff went to Bailey on the play but it wasn't it was a fake and that little swing pass to Curtis ended up on a third down stop We'll see if BYU can take advantage as the handoff goes right, sweeping for nothing on the 15-yard line, first and 10. Well, I talked about these sweeps, dang it. These, these sweeps go right out into the speed and the talent of TCU. When you get to the outside, you're going to have to break a tackle to actually make yardage on the outside. So you can't slow play these sweeps to the outside. They're too good. They're too fast and too good with these hybrid safeties at the outside. Cody Epps is in the left slot for BYU now. Epps and Roberts left. Keaton Slovis will bootleg it to the left and throw on the out to Chase Roberts. Goes to his knees and makes the catch at the sideline to move the sticks for BYU. First down. That was on a second down and 10. Some good separation there. That's what we're talking about. That's You've got a little bit of motion from Chase Roberts. He motions in. Then he breaks to the outside, and he gets that separation that he needs from his defender. This is a really difficult broadcast vantage point today. I know Hans likes it in the angle where we are in the corner, but depth is really a challenge today. As far away as we are, we're in one end zone, behind one end zone, and the play's coming our way from the other side of the field. Keaton Slovis in shotgun. Takes the thigh-high snap. The handoff to L.J. Martin coming left. Reverses 
his course to the right, and his triple team tackled try the 30-yard line from the 28 to the 29. Gain of one, second down and nine coming up for BYU. 5.09 to play in the opening quarter. 14-0 Horn Frogs. Caleb Fox makes the tackle for TCU. BYU white helmets, white jerseys, royal blue pants. TCU black jerseys and helmets, purple pants, and Cody Epps stays in the game for BYU. When will Cody get his first catch of the season? He has one touch and no catches as he's appeared in only one game this year. Epps is in the right slot again with Roberts to his left. A short boot for Keaton Slovis. Pressure comes. He lofts it downfield, and it will drop incomplete. Between Epps and Roberts, Cody Epps complaining he was held on his break. It'll go to third down and nine, and BYU on the day is 0 for 3 on third downs. BYU's just going to run a slide, a heavy left slide protection. Everybody just steps to their left and, and protects, and I'll tell you what, uh, TCU just gets in between the tight end and the offensive tackle, and they just hit that gap, and they create the pressure. BYU motions to strength left, and now they'll stop and pause and look to the sideline. Slovis will again audible. He's got Kingston to the right, along with tight end Rex, and two wides left are Hill and Lassiter. Snap, Slovis settles in the pocket, which holds. Now he's flushed out to the right and chucks this one away. So BYU, four possessions, three punts, and a pick six. And BYU will punt it away down 14-0 with 4.29 to play here in the opening quarter. So the TCU misfire on third and short does not come back to haunt the Horned Frogs. As on the ensuing possession, BYU cannot move the sticks. And the Cougars are now 0 for 4 on third downs. And the third down distance is 5, 8, 10, and 9. So BYU averaging third and eight, and that's around BYU's average for the year. I don't that that was some miscommunication because you had receivers not in route. You had BYU wide receivers that were setting blocks on the play side of this. So the, the routes were far side. Show interference with the opportunity to catch a kick as the punt bounces away from the returner Richardson and Jacob Boren banged into him and the flag flies as the punt is not returned. In fact, the returner never got to it. That'll be interference with the opportunity to catch a kick and that'll be a second consecutive special teams penalty. Hold on the return a moment ago and now interference with the opportunity to catch a kick on the punt. That should be the call. Well, this is going to be really... Catch interference. Number 20, the kicking team. 15 yards from the spot of foul. Automatic first down. Wow. TCU. So it'll be out to the 40-yard line for TCU, and timeout on the field will take a break. 4.19 to go in the opening quarter. TCU 14, BYU 0 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to Hans Olsen and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hotel Park City, named as one of America's top 25 hotels in TripAdvisor's 2022 Traveler's Choice Awards. You've got one of the best of the best in your own backyard, so book your Hotel Park City stay today. Let's head down to Mitchell Juergens uh, field level. BYU down 14-0 to TCU Mitch. Yeah, Greg, this TCU defense has, has been pretty, uh, pretty impressive to watch. Uh, you heard Hans talking about it earlier where the receivers are having a hard time creating, or BYU receivers are having a hard time creating separation from these TCU DBs, which is very true. They play so aggressively, um, and uh, it just stride for stride are always right there with them. Um, on top of that, this TCU defense, one thing that stuck out to me is how well they swarm to the football. We've seen a couple of, of instances where L.J. Martin taking the handoff 
he creates, uh, you know, he makes the first or second guy miss, but then there's always a number of TCU defenders there to, to clean it up. They're playing really disciplined football, so what that means for BYU, they have to be more disciplined on the offensive side. Stick to your blocks. You've got to break off those routes really, really hard to create additional separation because this TCU defense is playing very, very disciplined. Thank you, Mitch. TCU about to begin its third drive of the game. First drive was a, t- a touchdown. Second was a punt. And they scored on defense preceding their first offensive drive of the game. It is 14-0 Horned Frogs, 419 to go in the opening quarter. Again, this is one of the top-paced offenses in the entire country. What does that mean? As a defender, when I'm three or four plays in, Greg, I start to get a little fatigued. I have to focus on my task. I can't lose my guy. BYU's had the ball twice as long as TCU thus far here in the opening quarter and trails 14-0. Josh Hoover in the gun, Imani Bailey to his right hip. Bailey, two carries, seven yards. Hoover, five for eight for 75 and a score. Quick fire to the right side. Completion as Ethan Slade knocks out Jared Wiley, the tight end, after a short grab. It'll be just a couple of yards. Out to the 42-yard line. Gave him just one on the catch. Second down and nine at the TCU 42. Bailey takes a hip check and gets out to the 44-yard line just to gain up two. Third down and seven. It come, these third downs come quick when you're TCU. BYU is already ready to get the ball back here if they can get a stop here, hands. Well, and Bailey really hasn't found his stride yet. BYU's doing a good job of shoving those gaps full of bodies. So impressive start for their run stop. Hoover in the gun on a third down and seven in the TCU 44. Takes a knee-high snap, does Hoover. Steps up. And throws complete to the 46-yard line of BYU as JoJo Earl makes the catch, leaping high to bring it down. And TCU's into BYU territory. The Cougars a chance to get the ball back on third down, but no. TCU now 3-for-4 on third downs. BYU 0-for-4, and they're right back to the line. Hoover takes the shotgun snap. He pumps, and he throws back shoulder incomplete down the right sideline. Jacob Robinson in coverage of the intended receiver, Dylan Wright. It'll go to second down and 10. And second down 10 feels like you get a breather (laughs) if you're BYU. TCU goes so fast. Incompletion on first down, setting up a second and 10 from the BYU 42. We have 310 to go in the opening quarter. Bailey stays in a tail off the right hip of Hoover. Twins left and right. TCU going left to right as we see it. And you hear it away from us to our right. And again, very little action has been an hour half of the field, meaning hands and me, as we're in an end zone here at TCU's Fort Worth Amon G. Carter Stadium. And on the quick slant, completion again. This time the 32-yard line, near a first down. They'll back make it a 10-yard catch for a first down. Jalen Robinson, and again, it's tempo. It's hurry up, and here go the Horn Frogs yet again. First and 10 at the BYU 31. Ball right hash, three-step drop. Hoover on the settle. And stepping out of a tackle is Jalen Robinson who makes the catch. And that was a BYU defender wrapping up and not able to close the the grasp on Robinson. And he scores free. It'll be a gain of eight. Second down and two for TCU. And here they go. It is a breakneck pace down the field. A handoff to Bailey middle. And Bailey's dropped for no gain. Or maybe a yard. It'll be third down and one. The last third and one did not go the Horned Frogs way. Looks like they're going to give them they're the first. They're going to give them the first down. Mm-hmm. So first and ten, move the sticks, trips left, and twins to the right. It's empty for Josh Hoover. First and ten at the BYU 21-yard line. Hoover, chest high snap. A quick release and complete to the sideline to JoJo Earl. A minimal gain. Give him six there. Second and four coming up, Caleb Christensen. 
on the tackle at the boundary. Under two to go here in the opening quarter. 14-0 Horn Frogs, and they're already in the red zone. The BYU 16. This is starting to show early. BYU is really trying to press on these receivers. They're just banding up. They're face guarding, and they're just getting the separation. Hoover's doing a nice job of firing it into those into those routes. Hoover 10 for 14 for a buck 15 and a score. No picks. He's in shotgun Bailey off his right. Twins left and right. And a slant incomplete pass breakup from Eddie Heckard on the pass intended for Warren Thompson setting up a third down and five for TCU. Much better man defense right there. Eddie Heckard was right on top of him and as that ball arrived he came through and raked that thing free. It would have been a pretty easy catch but that's a really nice defense there by Eddie Hecker. TCU three for four on third downs. They get a third and five at the BYU 16. The ball right hash. Hoover. A little swing. Catch made. And just shy of the first down on the tight end Jared Whaley was reception. It'll be third and five to fourth and a yard. What do you do if you're TCU? You've got a 14-0 lead. Will they go for points here? Kell's pretty good for them, but the special teams will stay on the sideline. TCU has already missed on a third and one. They're going to go for it on a fourth and one. Well, you would imagine that they're going to give it to Bailey, but Jared Wiley, as you just mentioned, he's their best red zone target. And now they've got empty. No running back with Josh Hoover. A fourth. Now they're going to slip it back to the right side and now vacate again. So it's empty for Hoover. A triple receiver cluster to the left, and Hoover... Will fire. Incomplete, and the Horn Frogs turn the ball away. A slant inside the five, and TCU has twice needed to get one yard, haven't gotten it on a third and now a fourth, and the BYU defense holds, and TCU would not take the points. They got greedy, and the Cougars, can they make them pay? I am telling you, I'm scratching my head right now because I can't believe some of the play calls that TCU's thrown out on the field on fourth and one or third. That's not a high-risk play they just ran. No, I know that they're trying to motion it, and they're they're finding that separation and the quick slants getting off of those BYU corners. But you're just in run territory. You've got the best power back around, and that's the second time that you've tried to get cute on the outside. So, But, look, not taking anything away from BYU, that was a really good job right there by Caleb Christensen to – break that ball down as well. I said high risk. I intended to say high percentage. It wasn't a high percentage play on a fourth and one with a guy like Bailey. Keaton Slovis gives on jet to Darius Lassiter and Lassiter will get outside the 15 yard line. A minimal gain. Mitchell Jurgens on that last play. Mitch. Yeah, I'd have to go back and watch the replay, but I think uh, someone on the BYU defensive line might have even gotten a finger on that pass. So great job getting their hands up because that could have caused a little bit of confusion on that catch for the receiver. Slovis, belt high snap, and throws incomplete. They're trying to set up a wide receiver screen to the right. It goes nowhere. Incomplete the ball, third and five from the BYU 17. TCU has had a chance to put a hammer down here in the first quarter and have simply not taken advantage. Well, Still a 14-0 lead, but BYU's hanging around. 11 seconds to go in the opening quarter. Greg, this is who they are, too. You go back to their red zone offense. They're number 123 in the country. Another red zone failure. In red zone offense. That's their ninth empty possession in the red zone. 16 of 25. Slovis on a big third and five for BYU. Coops looking for their first third down conversion on 0 for 4. BYU motions to trips right. Slovis will sprint right. The right-hander stops, sets, fires high, and 
short of the first down on the catch to Lasseter. In fact, it's knocked loose. BYU 0 for 5 on third downs, and BYU will go 3 and out again and punt it away with still time left to go in quarter number one. This will be the final play of the first quarter. Looked like Lasseter had the ball. Either way, it was knocked loose. It would have been short of the first down. They're punting it either way. It's weird. What, what's going on right now is kind of strange. I mean, just an inability to get any separation on some of the deep routes. Darius Lasseter actually motioned from the left side all the way back over to the right side into a trips set. Two receivers try to run off their defenders, and Darius Lasseter hits that underneath route, and Slovis has to hit it. Rico gets the punt away nearly blocked. J.P. Richardson will wave away, and that will be a mishit off the side of the foot of Rico. It'll be out of bounds inside BYU territory to the 43-yard line. TCU first down and 10 after this. Well, TCU gets another break and gets a short field when we come back for play number one of quarter number two. After 15 minutes, TCU 14, BYU 0. And the Cougs are lucky it's only 14-0 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.